0: This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollock. Coming up, we'll talk with MU Extension. They have a stay strong, stay healthy program that is booming, and older Missourians are getting in on it, and they're staying fit, getting fit. Uh, we'll find out more about that program. The Great Gateway Outdoor Expo is coming up next weekend. Uh, Cameron Connor will have more on that, and we'll talk coffee and comics. Uh, but first... Uh, Elisa Nelson will join us here with uh, an update on the Missouri legislature. The uh, House Budget Committee Chairman Cody Smith of Carthage is proposing to cut all state funding to Missouri libraries. It's about four and a half million dollars for this next state budget. And I don't think that we should uh, subsidize the, you know, the the efforts to overturn law that we pass, and especially one that is so broadly supported and in my opinion, thoughtfully crafted. So I agree. They are a valuable community resource, and it's unfortunate that we're here now. All right. Let's bring in Alisa. Nice to talk with you. I, I need to get a better understanding of this. Elisa, there, there is a current Missouri law. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So there is uh, a Missouri law that, pa- that was passed last year, and it limits what materials can be in school libraries. There have been like over 200, I think, books that have been removed from Missouri School Library shelves uh, in response to this new law. A lot of them are classics. Because of that law, the Missouri Association of Libraries, um, the Missouri Library Association, and the ACLU have sued the state over the law.
0: All right, so it's a new law, but it's just libraries uh, in school, it's not um, public libraries.
1: Not at this time. Now, um, there are efforts underway to also look at how public libraries are limiting um, materials that are considered to be um, inappropriate for kids, just like in school libraries. So th- this whole effort to limit some types of materials has moved from school libraries and is now uh, an issue that is being talked about in public libraries.
0: Alisa Nelson joining us. Uh, state House Budget Committee Chairman Cody Smith wants to cut all state funding to Missouri libraries. Uh, the Missouri Library Association, the ACLU, Missouri Association of School Libraries stu- suing the state over a, a new law on uh, what materials can be in school libraries what are some classics that have been banned because of this law
1: yeah classics like shakespeare mark twain um there's also a, a graphic novel of the gettysburg address that's been removed the children's bible comic books i mean the list goes on and on um even stuff about the holocaust and uh the lgbt community uh it's a pretty wide range list of of different books why
0: are they deemed uh, inappropriate i mean that's a that's a wider i mean you're going from lgbt you know you're going from that to the holocaust i mean that's a shakespeare that's a that's a wide range what do they all fall under do you know yeah so
1: Kind of a the the law that was passed makes providing explicit sexual material to students a class A misdemeanor, so that would make um, you know library school library uh, workers um, they could face a penalty of up to one year in jail and a two thousand fa- dollar fine, and so I think uh, you know they might they may have very well have erred on the side of caution just in case, you know, um, so I, I, don't know within some of those examples that I gave you, um, what exactly would be considered explicit sexual material within them, but I, they're trying to make sure that they, they do not cross that line.
0: State Representative Maggie Nurenberg from uh, Kansas City, a Democrat, opposes Smith's efforts to cut funding.
2: The services that our libraries provide for our communities are really invaluable. For many of our communities, it's the only spot where folks can get access to internet. It's the only spot where they can get access to apply for a job. And by cutting this funding, we're literally tying the hands of of one of the most important resources in our communities.
0: Well, I get that. All right, so. Again, this is just for schools, though, Elisa. It's not for
1: public libraries. So the lawsuit has to deal with school libraries. Now, the funding that... State Representative Cody Smith wants to pull is for public libraries. So okay. basically because the Missouri Library Association, the ACLU and the Missouri Association of School Libraries since they all sued the state over this Missouri law dealing with school libraries, now he's trying to punish them for um suing the state
0: gotcha yeah and that's where a state representative peter meredith of st louis and other democrat uh, challenges the effort as well
3: we're telling them that institutions that feel a a law that we pass violates their rights and potentially the freedom of speech they should keep their mouths shut and not dare to actually express their right to go to court and sue to challenge that law that may in fact be illegal that we passed because get ready, we'll strip your funding if you dare challenge us.
0: all right, so Elisa, take us through the legislative process. What would actually happen? What would need to happen in order for this four and a half million dollars of funding to be cut from libraries?
1: Yeah, so we're a we still have a long way to go in the budget process, so this funding could at some point be added back in to the budget proposal. Um, the law, the legislature passes the budget usually around the beginning of May. And so now they're just in the discussion process of, of, of budget writing. Um, and this is all based off of the governor's budget proposal. And now they're putting in their two cents and where they want changes and so on and so forth. So the budget process always starts in the House. Um, the House starts. Um, so so the budget committee chair, Cody Smith, he's a very powerful man. <laughs> and so, um, you know, now the committee is working on the budget and they'll continue to do th- it for a little while before it heads to the uh, House floor where there will be further debates. Um, usually there are some amendments there can be some amendments added um more discussion on the floor um and then once the house gets done with making any changes and passing the budget then it goes over to the senate and that's where the senate will start reviewing piece by piece where all the money is and, we're, and you know we're talking about a 50.5 billion dollar budget so there's, there's a lot of moving parts here yeah and, and, and
0: yeah you don't see the library association aclu or association of school libraries dropping this lawsuit because of this
1: i i would doubt it especially i i would really doubt it and um in fact if if ultimately the funding stays out um will there be a a potential argument from libraries about being defunded. I'm not sure if they could make a legal argument. I don't know. I don't know well enough to know if they could make a legal argument that, you know, hey, you stripped our funding. Um, That's you can't do that. You know, I'm not sure if that that's a case they could make. But, um, you know. That's something we'll just have to wait and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I've seen little bits and pieces on this, and I haven't gotten the full story. You did a really good job of explaining to us what's going on.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. It's still, uh, you know, it's still something that we'll continue to watch and see if, you know, any changes are made at later on in the budget process. So. Um, yeah let you know what unfolds here.
0: Yeah. All right. Lisa Nelson getting us caught up at the Capitol. Have a great weekend.
1: You do the same. All Thanks. Right.
0: Yeah. This is show me today. The voice of Missouri.
1: I'll be here to hear what's on your
4: mind. As an adult, kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives.
2: Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges, but many of us do not understand what we are facing or how to ask for help.
4: At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness, and substance use disorders, and advance mental health.
2: If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit MentallyHealthyNation.org to learn more.
3: I see you finally got a new helmet
5: I did, bought it cheap online <laughs> Follow me, we'll turn off here
3: I'm right behind you
5: Watch the cars, they can be crazy Patty! Um, no! Are you okay? Somebody knew something
6: Was this young man hit by a car?
7: Yes, and his helmet is smashed It's a brand new helmet
6: It's probably a fake Fakes cause real harm You're smart, buy smart Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office.
2: I drive my bus in a busy city. That's why road safety is so important to me. I know that I must slow down and be extra careful when I make a wide turn. Buses need more room than cars. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're driving, remember to give buses plenty of time and space to finish turning before driving ahead. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.ShareTheRoadSafely.gov. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved?
8: Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking?
2: If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic.
8: Families and friends are suffering too. Alanon and Alatine can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org/slash help. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty. College scholarships for the children of law enforcement awareness program and more for more information on the usdsa and how you can help visit usdeputy.org all right
0: back on show me today a popular spot on the town square of perryville it's eastern missouri is a shop that sells coffee and comic books ashley bird is a fan of both she talks with mary joe Bammel, the owner of villainous grounds about their success
7: we have been open for about seven and almost a half years Uh, My husband and I both worked in customer service-related management positions before this, and we were always preached to take care of your customers, take care of your customers. But when it comes time to take care of your customers, it wasn't about the customer. It was about the bottom line. And there's got to be something better. We wanted to open our own business. We weren't sure what we wanted to do. And my husband is a comic book nerd, uh, has been for many, (laughs) many years, and he says, "Babe, I want to start a comic book store." And it's like that's great, but we're not in a big city. We're in a small rural community. I don't think it's going to support it. Uh, so we're both very passionate about coffee. Okay, it's a perfect combination because nerds like coffee. <laughs>
2: so uh, it, it has
7: been a beautiful combination. We love being diversified. Uh, we've added other things in over the years to, to help diversify even more, uh, which I was very grateful for during the shutdown during COVID. Uh, we weren't considered essential except for all the people who worked at the hospital thought we were very essential. We were keeping them caffeinated. Right. So, uh, being able to stay curbside during that time, we kept our business going and it, it caused us to change how we think about things, but it was a beautiful, thing so i I love the whole combination we try not to theme everything uh, for comic books because not everybody is a fan of that but it works together very well
5: we stopped by parable and uh got a cup of coffee there years and years ago (laughs) and uh was more even interested to be able to walk around my coffee and, and look at all the comic book stuff you had the the need collectibles and things like that. And I was amazed that on a town square of a town that small that you guys would thrive and thrive through COVID, you know? Um, So, so how does that work? It's just that coffee and then kids come in or how, how does that work?
7: That's what I actually expected. But in the mornings, uh, our days start out, we have people waiting outside for us and we open in the mornings Typically all of your tree cutters and construction workers. But teachers, we, we caffeinate many, many teachers in this town. <laughs> uh, all the hospital workers. We do get several children coming in in the evening. We're considered a safe space in town that parents trust us to be able to have their kids here. Uh, if they want to sit and study things like that. But children aren't the, the huge buyers of comic books. Um, not going to stereotype, but the demographic, the target demographic for comic books are 18 to 55-year-old men.
5: Big kids.
7: Big yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My husband fits yes. in that demographic. There are a lot of women who have started, you know, we've seen a lot of them coming in collecting comic books. And they're also making more books for not geared toward women but more of an interest to women it's not just the typical stories that are generated for more of your, your male audience uh, so i'm very excited to see that um but our our demographic is much much older than just children reading however we have started having a lot of parents and grandparents who come in to get comics for their children yes because now the when i was younger you go to read a book for a book report. Oh, you can't read a comic book. That's not considered a book. It is now because the children are reading. It doesn't matter what they're reading. They're reading. And it's it's engaging them. It's catching their interest. So we have more and more, like I said, children, that are their parents, their grandparents are buying these books for them. And we have one young gentleman, his mother emailed me yesterday. She's so excited because he's almost a grade level ahead in his reading now because I've been ordering him books for the last year and a half. He was behind by a grade and in two years he's way ahead because he's finally found something he's interested in reading. So it's exciting to me that it's, we're able to do that. Uh, we what are the a great only story
5: that is <laughs> <that's a> great <laughs> great story,
7: right? Um, we are the only actual bookstore in town. I mean, yes, our, our Walmart carries books um, but to actually say a bookstore, um, uh, we're the only ones that actually sell books. And I'm very excited to be able to offer that to the community. Uh, we don't do the full line of like a, a Barnes and Noble or something, but I now am with uh, penguin random house. So we can order quite a few different things for people.
5: Oh, wow. And, uh, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, books and coffee. Yeah, Yeah. books and coffee. And gosh, I wish that comic books had been allowed as for book reports when I was young. But you know, graphic novels, graphic novels is, is like a thicker comic book, right? And the words aren't that easy. I mean, you learn some amazing vocabulary, not just, just wham, bam, you know, that sort of thing. Now we're, I'm going to talk about this. You have the best last name for this. This is Mary Jo Bamel. Villainous Grounds Coffee, such a cool place. Tell me how you got your name. How did you come up with Villainous Grounds?
7: Well, again, my husband is a comic book fan, but we've also realized in comic book, in the comic book world, typical hero versus villain, you wouldn't need a superhero if you don't have villains. <laughs> so we respect the villains a little bit. So we thought we'd get pay homage to them and of course the grounds for coffee grounds. Uh, since we actually came up with the name, it's I, I've learned a couple of things. From now on, yes, villainous is a beautiful thing. People have a hard time spelling it. Uh, <laughs> in my next iteration, my next life, I know find an easier to spell name for my store, and also find something closer to the beginning of the alphabet. Because anytime I'm, I'm any kind of thing uh, alphabetical. I'm last. I might as well just accept it and move on. Um, but it's it's fun to have the villainous. We play off of it. Uh, we work with a group here in town that's called Heroes for Kids. So it's heroes and villains working together. Uh, we put on a Comic-Con every year now. And, what? Oh, wow. Uh, in, in Perryville. In Perryville. Uh, wow. We, it's a charitable event. And uh, this is our fourth year this year. It's in July, July 15th. I'm just going to plug it because I'm excited. Oh, go right um, ahead. And since this is our fourth year, we've decided that um, the fourth is strong with this one and it's going to be a Star Wars theme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, that's um, great. We, we raise money for different uh, local and regional organizations this year. Uh, it's for La Bonheur Children's Hospital out of uh, Memphis. And locally, it is called an organization called Fly Me Home, which assists the enlisted get home if they need to, you know, when they can't afford it. So it helps them to get home on leave. So uh, last year we raised over ten thousand dollars for our two organizations. We're hoping to beat that this year.
5: Wow! So, so wow! A Comic Con <laughs> in Perryville. I what a great discovery. <laughs> yeah. I keep, I need to go down there. Tell me, this is. Um, I mean, obviously your coffee is a, is a great draw too. What makes your coffee so special? Love.
7: Wow. You may not think villains have love, but believe me, we put a lot of love into our coffee. Uh, I think part of it is the the passion. Since you've been here, we've started roasting our own coffee and we take great pride in the fact that we can do that, first of all, and second, we like being able to customize things for people. Um, different uh, people will approach us and say, hey, we kind of want to try something like this. Can you do that for us? And, and we start working on that roast. It's just a lot of fun to be able to come up with things and it's such a challenge to learn all of It's a science. It's an absolute science to roast your own coffee. Right now we're roasting about 80, 85 pounds a week. That's a lot of coffee.
5: It is a lot of coffee for a town. <laughs> how, how big is Perryville now?
7: Uh, between eight and nine thousand, I believe
5: right right um, beautiful square beautiful town square there and, and it was neat just to walk around um there's some neat restaurants and stuff around there but that's a lot of coffee <laughs> It, it must, is. Be really <laughs> must be really good must be really so it actually shows i guess that if you you know an idea like this can take off in a small town
7: it can it really really can honestly if we were just a coffee shop it may not have the draw because I wouldn't have had contact with people in in the uh, comic book world, in the book world. And we have met so many people by going to Comic-Cons and vending either locally or the ones down in Cape Girardeau. Um, I've met so many customers through that. I don't know if we'd have the same draw.
5: Mary Jo Bammel, thank you so much for joining us on Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. And... I'm going to come down there and have a cup of coffee and settle down with a comic book.
7: Oh, I hope you do. Thank you so much. Show me the day.
3: If you're talking, they will hear you. Why are we getting killed
9: like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know?
4: Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
3: You try
8: Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s.
1: Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them
2: appealing to youth.
6: And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices
7: with appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media.
4: Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not.
7: So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping,
10: because when you talk, they hear you.
4: For more information, visit
9: underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Email from school. about the incident today?
5: It's scary.
9: Tell me about it. Did you have any idea that was going on?
5: None. I mean, you saw Derek at the game last night too. Did you have a clue?
9: No, but you know, teachers like me, parents, we don't always know as much as you guys do. Kids hear first about what's going on with other kids.
5: Half the time, it's rumors.
9: It can be hard to tell sometimes, but if you have a concern about a friend who's having trouble with alcohol, prescription drugs, bullying, violence, anything, you need to tell an adult. Mom or me, a teacher, coach, school counselor,
0: Welcome back to Show Me Today. I'm Bill Pollack. We wanted to give you a little bit of lead time on this. If you're an outdoor enthusiast, uh, you should probably head to the Gateway Outdoor Expo in St. Louis. 200 booths giving uh, advice, tutorials, demonstrations, displays of the best new gear. Cameron Connor is with uh, Terrain Magazine editor Brad Kovac to see what all the hype is about.
3: So this is uh, an outside event, um, as well as being the outdoor expo. It's outdoors at uh, Tower Grove Park um, in St. Louis. It's going to be on Friday, March 31st, and Saturday, April 1st, uh, approximately from 10 to 5 each day. I think on Friday it actually goes till 6 p.m. But um, really, this is kind of a a uh, gathering place for all of the regional. Outdoor sports enthusiasts and vendors. So uh, we have about 200 booths. and if you uh, if you attend or if you attend, um, you'll be able to interact with those folks. It's people from um, different retail stores and organizations covering all sorts of activities, from running to cycling to rock climbing, pe- uh, you know, paddling, um, even you know, even just. Um, trail groups and parks and rec folks, just giving everyone there an idea of what they can do outdoors, how they can do it, where they can do it, when they can do it. And then we'll have some folks there selling gear as well. So you might even be able to pick up a pair of running shoes or a backpack or something like that. So, you know, really, it's just a big, massive event um, where we hope every outdoor enthusiast will come and spend a few hours and just uh, get in touch with the, the local outdoor community. I was
6: going to say, as far as the outdoor portion, I mean, even if it is bad weather or raining, I'm assuming that some of the best booths with some of the latest <laughs> raining or outdoor waterproof e- equipment will be able to get a good show, right?
3: Yeah, we we like to say, you know, we're <laughs> we're a hearty bunch um, with the outdoor uh, industry. So, yeah, well, you know, unless it, the, the weather is really uh, inclement, really bad, um, the Expo is rain or shine, but, um, you know, certainly we'd let people know if there's any sort of circumstances where we might have to postpone. But, but no, we definitely plan to be there.
6: And we definitely do hope for the best weather pro- possible. For those of you just now listening or tuning in, this is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. We're here with Brad Kovac. He's the editor of Terrain Magazine, and we're discussing the Gateway Outdoor Expo that's going to be held March 31st through 1st. In St. Louis at Tower Grove Park, there's going to be over 200 booths there, basically showcasing some of the best and a lot of the latest outdoorsing equipment for all of those outdoor enthusiasts out there. One thing I'd love for you to touch on a little bit more, Brad, when we were discussing this, was the fact that you only said that a handful of these booths are actually debuting or selling equipment or equipment there for any of these activities, and you mentioned some of them like having rock walls or tree climbing and bike expos and stuff like that. So are a majority of these booths just kind of showing you different activities and maybe displaying but not selling a lot of equipment that people can go off or maybe if they're looking for a new outdoorsing activity, stuff like that?
3: Yeah, that's a Very good question. It's a mix, and I don't have a, um, ratios or percentages. But, I, you know, I, I would say that um, most of the folks there are actually groups that are going to be um, showing you where to go, uh, telling you where to go, and in, in some cases, you know, inviting you to come with their particular group or service to, it, you know, to adventure in the outdoors. Now we do still have uh, a, a fair percentage of folks who are selling gear as well. So it's, it is kind of a, kind of an open or, you know, kind of a sandbox in a way, you know, if you, if you're involved with the regional outdoor community or industry, we've invited you as a vendor to come so um, you can certainly sell items if you happen to be a manufacturer or a retail store, or if you're more of just a parks and rec organization or a um, paddling group or a running club, you know, we will also have those folks there. So the hope is that whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking to buy something or just learn um, how and where and when you can go and have adventures outside in the area, we want you to walk away from the expo with that information or with those goods. So it's really just a, a you know, a mishmash of, uh, of all the outdoor, um, all the outdoor stuff you might be able to imagine.
6: Is this Missouri exclusive, where a lot of these events and people are showcasing for stuff that's going on throughout the year, or is this more of a regional thing where you're bringing in a lot of people to kind of give you some examples from multiple states? What what is that? What is, it, what is that like?
3: it's mainly missouri based we we being again train magazine and the expo are based here in st louis we don't it's not a traveling show that goes to other cities we're we're here we're local um, but we do have vendors coming from as far away as um pennsylvania uh kentucky um tennessee so while the majority of the vendors are local and and based here in st louis there are opportunities for people to come down who may live in St. Louis but want to adventure in other parts of the country to come down and find that information at our expo as well. Um so yeah, it, it's it's um you know, grew out of a a desire to really let people in St. Louis know what they can do in our state. And in our city. But then, of course, as it's grown over the years, other folks have come in and said, hey, how about uh, we talk a little bit about Colorado and try to entice your folks to come out there and experience everything there. So, you know, it's it's um it's still mainly local. But, yeah, there's a few other places that are that are going to be there to uh, showcase their outdoor activities or opportunities as well
6: and that's a perfect mix just because for the Missouri residents throughout the entire state this is a way for them to maybe explore the new things in the state and to your point with a lot of those other vendors coming in it might entice some people for some nice summer or fall plans or however that may shake out so definitely an informational and educational one for those outdoor enthusiasts the the other thing that I'd love to mention about this or about this expo is just the fact that, once again, for those of you listening here on Show Me Today, I'm Cameron Connor. We're here with Brad Kovac. He's the editor of Terrain Magazine. We're talking about the Gateway Outdoor Expo that's coming March 31st through April 1st at Tower Grove Park in St. Louis. How do people attend? Do you just walk up and show up for free? Are there certain exclusive packages that you offer? Can you give me that information?
3: Yeah, you know, we want everyone to to be um, welcome at the event. So it's a free event, free public event, no tickets necessary um, just show up during the exhibit hours. Um, we're in the northeast quadrant of Tower Grove Park. I imagine will be hard to miss with um, with all the booths and signage and, and hoopla going on. So um, yeah, you don't need to do anything special. Just come on down and uh, and check us out. Now there are a few activities that will require registration. Those are the ones that are more of the uh, you know the active attractions, such as. The tree climbing that i mentioned earlier um, you will need to register in advance for that because are, those you know those are only uh limited spaces of course you can't have uh, dozens and dozens of people at one time doing that same goes for the mountain bike demo course that we will have some you know you, you, there will be some instructional elements to that and there need to, needs to be a good ratio of participants to instructors so they're asking also that you sign up for that in advance so anything that you would need to do in advance, you can find that info on our website and you can find the links to sign up for those activities is uh, www.gatewayoutdoorexpo.com no spaces.com. And it uh, pop on over there and you'll see the sign-ups on the attend page and you can link through and sign up for any of those activities that would require um, any sort of registration. But other than that, Uh, Just come on out and uh, walk around. There's no um, ticketing for the event itself.
6: Once again, that's gatewayoutdoorexpo.com. Brad, the question that I'd love to wrap this interview up with is throughout this entire time, we've been talking about that you are the editor of Terrain Magazine. There might be a lot of Missourians out there that do not know what Terrain Magazine is. So can you give me that?
3: Yeah, so Terrain uh, is an outdoor recreation magazine based here in St. Louis. Um, Started nine years ago. It'll be 10 years next January, uh, you know, the idea, again, much like the expo was to just let people know what's available here in, in the Missouri and Illinois area uh, for outdoor recreation. You know, we're, it's kind of a uh, emerging um, community still. There are a lot of folks who are already engaged in the outdoors, but there are a lot more who probably are not. So the idea behind train was simply to create a publication that uh, you could look at uh, every other month. We come out um, six times a year and, uh, you know, find the activities and the places and the people and, uh, you know, and even learn um, in some respects, the technical know-how of how to do, um, you know, whether it's paddling an Ozark River or whether it's, you know, climbing uh, someplace in middle Missouri or Southern Illinois rock climbing, you know, how, how do I do that? How do I get involved? Where do I go? Um, what groups are out there that I can, uh, join to learn from and, and just be involved with. So terrain covers all of that information. It's a free publication distributed to 250 space or places around Missouri and Illinois, or you can subscribe if you want to get it in your home and, uh, you can find us online at terrain-mag.com.
6: Brad Kovac, editor of Terrain Magazine. We are talking about the Gateway Outdoor Expo that's happening March 31st through April 1st at Tower Grove Park in St. Louis, Missouri. Brad, thank you so much for joining us on Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri.
4: I've been driving trucks for a long time. And safety is my number one priority. I know that my truck has huge blind spots. That's why I remember to check my mirrors often for smaller vehicles. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're behind the wheel, try to avoid lingering in those blind spots. It can be dangerous. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. The first three years of every child's life are critical. Learn more about early intervention.
0: How your baby or toddler plays, learns, talks, acts, and moves give important clues as to how they are developing. If you have any questions or concerns about whether your baby or toddler's development is on track, please call 1-800-515-BABY. That's 1-800-515-2229. Call 1-800-515-BABY. That's 1-800-515-2229. Or.
10: Mom and Dad used to argue about everything, especially about Dad's drinking. My family went from totally crazy to quiet, calm, and even peaceful when Mom started going to Al-Anon family groups. I wanted a better relationship with dad, so I asked mom if she would take me to her Al-Anon meetings or to Alateen. I'm sure glad I did. If someone's drinking troubling you, you might be surprised at what you can learn in an Al-Anon or Alateen family group from people
3: just like you. Call 1-888-4-AL-ANON or go to alanon.org.
2: Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel neglected or unloved?
3: Do you feel
8: that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking?
2: If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic.
0: Families and friends are suffering too.
2: Al-Anon, Al-Anon and Alateen
4: can help.
8: Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org/help.
0: Welcome back to Show Me Today. Sticking with an exercise program can be tough, uh, even during the best of times. Uh, But what about during the pandemic? A new study by the University of Missouri and Oklahoma State University found that when gyms were closed and there were other COVID-19 restrictions that limited face-to-face meetings, uh, older adults who completed the Stay Strong, Stay Healthy exercise program which was created at MU in 2005, continued to maintain long-term exercise habits independently, which resulted in improved lifestyle changes and an increase in both physical energy and self-confidence. And joining Show Me today is Kristen Miller, an assistant extension professor in the MU School of Health Professions. Kristen, explain what the Stay Strong, Stay Healthy exercise program is.
10: Yeah, so this is actually a resistance training program for older adults. It was developed by University of Missouri Extension, uh, and it's actually been around since 2005. So we've been offering Stay Strong, Stay Healthy in the state of Missouri for quite some time. Uh, But what it is in a nutshell, it's a progressive resistance training program for older adults. It meets two times a week for eight weeks. Uh, We meet each time for an hour, and participants go through a structured warm-up um, a series of eight exercises. So there's four upper body and four lower body exercises. Uh, and then there's a structured cool down followed by some deep breathing. And that's really what happens um, each class period. Uh, our instructors are certified through uh, University of Missouri Extension and it's our nutrition and health specialists that are across the state. Um we have offices in every county across Missouri, so all one hundred and fourteen counties in the city of St. Louis. so chances are um if you live in Missouri, there's a stay strong stay healthy class for you out there somewhere
0: <laughs> so when you talk about resistance training, is this those um like those rubber bands, are we talking weights or is it just yeah?
10: Yeah. So we're talking actual uh, dumbbells. So we provide the dumbbells and stay strong, stay healthy is unique in that it's not in a, what you would consider like a typical gym setting. Uh, we found that that's a little intimidating for folks. So we meet you where you are. Uh, we've held classes in church basements, community rooms, community centers, um, bank meeting rooms, basically anywhere where you can Organized chairs um, with some room to move. We bring the weights to you, and we conduct the class like that.
0: So you talked about it being for older people. What's what's the age group, and what's what's the youngest that's that's taking part in this? Just to give our listeners an idea.
10: Yeah. So it's actually designed for um, adults age 60 and over. Uh, but we actually have quite a few folks who take it who are in their 50s as well, and we still see benefit. I mean, I won't lie. I'm in my 30s, and when I teach it, I'm sore. So I'm getting benefit from it as well. So you don't necessarily have to be an older adult to see the benefits of resistance training. That's just what the program's designed for.
0: Kristen Miller is an assistant extension professor in the MU School of Health Professions, uh, talking about their Stay Strong, Stay Healthy exercise program. You said it had been around since '05. And then we've got the COVID restrictions. And did you notice an uptick then in people reaching out to you and saying, hey, I, I got to do something. I'm bored. I can't just keep sitting around. Is that when you really saw a huge surge in people wanting to take advantage of this program?
10: So actually, this is this is a kind of crazy turn of events. So we held a randomized control trial in the summer of 2019. Uh, so we had 60 participants go through a... Um, very structured research trial with us to determine the effectiveness of stay strong, stay healthy. Uh, and they finished up right around September, October of 2019. Right. And then all of a sudden March, 2020 hits right. And literally the world is just like stopped standstill. Uh, and who knew that it would be a global pandemic that mainly affects older adults, uh, So we, as the research team, were like, hey, I wonder how our folks are doing. So we checked in with them right at that year mark. uh, And we're just really just looking into like, how are you doing are you still working out? Are you still being active? What's happening here? Uh, and we were pleasantly surprised that they had not only continued to be active, but actually had increased their physical activity levels overall. So whether that was they were resistance training, which some of them definitely were, or they were just getting out and being active. And I think part of that was for, yeah, like they needed something to do. And being active was one of the safe things that they could do because we couldn't meet with people. We couldn't do a lot of things that we were used to. um, But our Stay Strong Stay Healthy participants were out there being active and, and doing what they love, which was awesome for us to see.
0: So Kristen, what is it about the Stay Strong Stay Healthy Exercise Program that has made it successful?
10: I think it's, one, because it's unique, we meet you where you are, so you can take it literally anywhere. Um, but I think it's the, the part that we offer an opportunity to exercise in a safe, structured way that it almost empowers older adults to say like, Hey, I've got this. I can move. I can do these things. You know, I don't, I don't have to be self-conscious about it. I'm, I'm confident in my ability to be able to move my body and whether that's structured resistance training, or that's going out to walk the dog. Maybe you wouldn't have done that previously or, um, you know, getting out and gardening or, or, you know, anything, anything, just giving them the self-confidence to be able to move and know that they can.
0: Kristen Miller is an assistant extension extension. (laughs) Each time I've tried to say that and I've screwed up. I know it. <laughs> uh and it, uh, let me try this again. Let me see if I can get on the third try here. An assistant exactly. extension professor in the MU School of Health Professions joining us here on Show Me Today with the Stay Strong Stay Healthy exercise program. And You know, Kristen, you talked about how it might be intimidating for older adults to get into a gym. Um but it seems to me in at least with these discussions that they work better when they're in a group and that's almost counterproductive because to me, that would seem like you'd be more uh, self-conscious of, all right, well, how am I comparing to, how am I comparing to Mildred over there? You know what I mean? So it's kind of interesting right. that you, they don't want to go in gyms, but yet in a, in a safe surrounding, they, they don't mind being around others. It's kind of interesting. Yeah.
10: And we <laughs> funny you mentioned that because we've actually got another study coming out about the benefits of group exercise for older adults and that, yes, one, you would think, you know, maybe maybe a group setting isn't the best for that. But I think it also provides that confidence like, hey, that person can do it. I can do it. Uh, and then there's also this benefit of social interaction, which has just been really cool to see. I mean, you know, we've been offering it since 2005, so we 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 see anecdotally all the time the benefits of uh, the social interaction for our older adults. But uh, we actually finally did a study on it, and we're asking participants about it. So they build these lasting relationships within their community, and there's like this a sense of accountability, and I'm going to show up because she's going to be there, and I don't want to let her down, kind of thing. So it, that's been really cool to watch.
0: So, Kristen, this program is still going strong. It's still available. So. As you said, anybody that lives in the state of Missouri, they're going to have access to this. so talk about the like the group size. How many people do you need to get involved in this? How do you kind of get this started now if you want to jump into this?
10: Yeah, so like I said earlier, this is offered through m u extension and there's a extension office in every county of Missouri. Um, you can email or there's a phone number for each office or you can walk right in. There's always somebody in there. Um, but you can register online or, again, you can register in the extension office or call if you'd like to. Uh, but the the one good thing about the pandemic is that we learned how to teach this online. So we can teach this in person, but we can also teach this online. You don't even have to leave your house. Um, and there's usually one going on. I mean, Consistently throughout this date. So if you're wanting something in person, you might wait a little longer, but there's usually always something online that you can take as well.
0: And this is, it starts out as an eight week program? Yes. Eight weeks. Yes,
10: this is an eight week program. Mm-hmm. And, this- and everyone would start, um, everybody starts at the same place. So we start with no wait. So don't worry about, I've never weight trained before. Uh, we start with just working on the basics of safety and form and getting you familiar with the exercises before we even think about adding weight. And that's as you get comfortable with that option.
0: What's uh, what's the cost for this?
10: So some programs are sponsored. Uh, so there would be no registration fee. Uh, and then some classes that aren't sponsored, the registration fee is $50 for the entire eight weeks.
0: Wow. I mean, that's not bad at all. That's great. No, not yeah. bad at all. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're probably paying, you know, if you go with uh, a senior couple and you go to the local mm-hmm. gym, I mean, you're paying, you're paying more than that just for a month. So yeah, that's, that's exactly. good. Yeah. Great way to kind of mm-hmm. kickstart things. All right. I'm going to try to get this right now, Kristen, without screwing this up again. Uh, an <laughs> assistant extension professor in the MU School of Health Professions. Kristen, thanks for joining and uh, sharing some information on this uh, stay strong, stay healthy exercise program through MU Extension. Appreciate you joining
5: us. This is show me today, the voice of Missouri. Show me today